On today's episode of Church History, we're looking at two songs, I Have Decided to Follow Jesus and How Great Thou Art. Welcome back to Church History, where we look at the story of the church, from the time of Jesus all the way till today. We're following the story of the church in chronological order and in a storytelling format. If you're just listening in now, I would recommend going back and listening all the way from the start. Over the summer, we're taking a break and looking at the history of the story behind some of my favorite hymns. Today, we're looking at I Have Decided to Follow Jesus and How Great Thou Art. My name is Laura Lee Siemens and I'm your host. I'm spending my summer putting the final touches on my book and I hope to have it in your hands soon. In the meantime, let's look at our first story, I Have Decided to Follow Jesus. In the mid-1800s, Edward VII is King of the United Kingdom of Great Britain, Ireland, and the Emperor of India. A great revival was sweeping across Wales, and there was a call for missionaries to spread the love of Jesus Christ into the land of India. The revival was alive in America also. In 1817, James Moore was President of the United States, and four men were meeting to put together a plan to spread the gospel. Adamiron Judson was one of them and three of his friends. They started a group called the American Baptist Missions. By the mid-1800s, the American Baptist Missions reached India. The missionaries began praying for a group in an area called Assam. The tribes here were very primitive. The tribes fought each other and were cruel and harsh. One of the customs was to cut off the head of the people they conquered and take the head as a trophy. And it's where we get the term headhunter from. When one missionary made it into one of the villages to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, the tribe was not having it. They ran the missionary out of the village. However, one man wanted to hear more about what the missionary had to say and found him. The man was so happy to hear about the love of Jesus Christ and that he could have his sins forgiven, he chose right there to follow Jesus. His wife and his young sons also heard the story of Jesus and chose to follow. The missionary promised he would return. The chief of the tribe heard that the man had gone to see the missionary, and he called the man, his wife, and his sons into the center of the village. He told the man to say that he was not a follower of Jesus. The man stood looking at the chief and said just one sentence, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. The chief ordered the sons to be brought to him. He aimed the arrow at his boys. He demanded again that the man say he was not a follower of Jesus. The man said, Though none go with me, still I will follow. No turning back. The chief killed his sons and then had his wife brought forward. Again, the man was told to say he was not a follower of Jesus. The man replied, My cross I will carry until I see Jesus. No turning back. The chief then killed his wife. The chief then pointed an arrow at the man. Say, you are not a follower of this Jesus. The man looked down at the bodies of his boys and his wife. He then looked at the chief and said, The world is behind me. The cross is before me. No turning back. The chief shot the man. The sons, the wife, and the man all laying with arrows in their bodies. The tribe stood around the bodies of the family, and the chief standing in the middle of the bodies. 
Then the chief said, Why would a man let his family die, and stand and let himself die, for a man who lived far away thousands of years ago? I wish that I could taste this faith. What kind of a power must this faith have? There was silence for a while, as the chief was standing there, thinking, trying to figure out what had just happened. Suddenly the chief cried out, I too am a follower of this Jesus. When the missionary returned, he was shocked to see the whole tribe ready and willing to hear the gospel, and he was saddened to hear of the death of the family he had just met. That day, the entire village became followers of Jesus Christ. When the missionary heard the whole story of the man who died, his words were turned into a song. It's the simplest of songs, four verses, and each verse is just one sentence. Yet, for over 150 years, this song has been sung at altars, camps, revival services, churches. There is no way to know how many people have made the choice to follow Jesus while listening to this simple song. One man who stood and refused to back down has changed the world. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. enjoying this podcast? Do you want to support this podcast? Well, pour yourself a cup of coffee and imagine waking up each morning with a reminder from our church fathers. Check out our Etsy page where you can find mugs with quotes from great men and women of God. You'll find a link in the show notes. And now back to our episode. A man named Carl Bobbert was a sailor in Sweden. He felt God calling him to leave his job and start preaching instead. In 1885, Carl was walking with a friend when a sudden storm hit. The men ran to find shelter and waited out the storm. It was a fierce storm. 
with loud thunder and lightning hitting really close by them. Carl was in awe of how powerful God was. As the storm came to an end and the men came out of the shelter they had found, Carl looked around at the beauty of the wet trees and bushes. He saw a rainbow in the sky. The men walked a pathway home through the forest, and the silence was only broken by birds singing. When Carl got home, he wrote a poem about what he had just experienced. Oh, Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the worlds thy hands have made, I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, thy power throughout the universe displayed. When through the woods and forest glades I wonder, and I hear the birds sing sweetly in the trees, when I look down from lofty mountains grandeur and see the brook and feel the gentle breeze, then sings my soul, my God, how great thou art. In 1907, a man named Manfred von Glaer heard the song and translated it into German. The song became really popular among the German people. Then a Russian named Ivan translated the song into Russian. An English missionary named Stuart Hine and his wife were working in the Ukraine. They heard the Russian song and they really liked it. One day, Stuart heard about a woman who had learned to read so she could read her Bible. The missionary couple decided to visit this woman. When they arrived at her house, they saw her reading the story of Jesus' death and resurrection to a group of people. She was not a great preacher or missionary. She had no training. She was a woman very slowly reading her Bible. But the impact of the words of the Bible were huge. The group listening were crying and calling out to God. The missionary sat and wrote out the words the people were crying. He spent hours with the people, and when he got home, he took out a paper and pen, and using the words he heard that night, he wrote these words. And when I think that God, his son not sparing, sent him to die, I scarce can take it in, that on the cross my burdens gladly bearing, he bled and died to take away my sin. He added the words to the song and sang it as they continued to preach across Ukraine. Joseph Stalin was in power and he was starving the population. The missionary couple were forced to return to England in 1939. They translated the song into English. When the war ended, the missionary couple was working at a refugee camp. Because the couple could speak Russian, they were able to speak with many of the Russians who were displaced. One day, they met a man who told them he'd been separated from his wife. He wanted to see his wife again because he had something important to tell her. His wife was a Christian, but he had refused to hear the gospel when she tried to share it with him. But here in the camp, he had heard the gospel and became a Christian. He wanted to see his wife one more time to tell her that he was a Christian. The missionary couple asked if they could help him try to find his wife. He said, you don't understand. I will only see her again when I meet her in heaven. That is our home now. Stuart added the final verse when he got home. When Christ shall come with shout of acclamation and take me home, what joy shall fill my heart. Then I shall bow in humble adoration and then proclaim, my God, 
How great thou art. Somehow, the song ended up in India. People aren't even sure how that happened. And in the 40s, an evangelist named Dr. Edwin heard the native tribe singing it. He loved the song. And when he returned to America, he brought the song with him. In 1954, George Beverly Shea heard the song and sang it at Billy Graham's Crusade in New York. Billy Graham loved it so much, he made it the theme song for his weekly radio show. How Great Thou Art has been recorded more than 1,800 times. It was first written by a sailor who left his job to travel and preach. The song traveled around the world from Sweden to Germany, to Russia, to England, to India, to America. Each verse added by another event. Carl, the sailor inspired by a thunderstorm, died never knowing the impact his poem had on the world. Which makes me wonder, what things is God inspiring us to do that will have a ripple effect that will change the world in a way we will never know? Only a God as awesome as our God.
Thank you for listening to today's episode of Church History, and thank you to my daughters, Emily and Jocelyn, for singing those songs for us. To make sure you don't miss an episode, make sure you subscribe, and you could share this episode with your friends, and go back and listen to our past episodes. To find more podcasts, read more blogs, see some of my videos, check out my website, lauraleesiemens.com. 